Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Episode 182, Eating Healthier, More Affordably, and Easier with Cassie Joy Garcia. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking with Cassie Joy Garcia, who is a nutritionist and recipe creator, the great mind behind fedandfit.com about not just eating like healthy, that wasn't really like the goal of this episode, but kind of being able to save money on food and follow through with a meal plan, but like with the mindset behind it being like prioritizing health. So this is just like a fantastic episode. So excited. She's super approachable, relatable, lovable, all the things. And she just fires off tips for us. We've been doing this for three and a half years and we've got a whole community around us and we love talking about food. And there's still more that I got out of this episode takeaways. I've, I learned something in talking with Cassie. So I know you all will too. It is not uncommon for us to learn new things from our guests, but there are just some topics you think like, I've got a 90% grasp on this. And to know like, she has a 110% grasp on it. It's just very cool to be able to chat with people who are like experts in their field Mm. and like geek out over it. And so uh, we know you're going to find so much value from this episode. But first, our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our first live training. So we like to consider ourselves experts in frugality in this space. So we're going to be sharing with you a training on three secrets to pay off debt faster, even over the holidays. So we are going to be covering three lessons. It took us years of podcasting and interviewing experts and tens of thousands of dollars of debt paid off to learn. These lessons that we've learned in hopes of saving you some of the time and heartache on your debt-free journey. So 
even if you're not paying off debt, if you're saving for something like your emergency fund or a home or something like that, these tips will still be relevant for you as well. So we are doing that Sunday, October 17th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So definitely register for a spot even if you can't make it live, but everyone who joins us live will get a free copy of our debt-free Christmas planner. So that is a little incentive to show up and hang out with us live. Seats are limited though, so head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash training to grab your spot. Again, there is only one of these Sunday, October 17th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Beautiful. Also brought to you by Two for One. Everyone loves a classic do one thing and get a double benefit. Whether it's buying one thing, getting the second free, getting pregnant once with two babies, or cooking a single time with an outcome of two dinners, two for one, it's almost always a good thing. Dogo, do one, get one. <laughs> oh. oh, do one, get oh. two. We should move on. That would on. be three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, today's interview, as we were just gushing before this, is with Cassie Joy Garcia. She has authored several cookbooks, primarily focused on healthy eating, and this one is specifically around saving time in the kitchen. But we know from meal planning for so long that You can have a perfect meal plan, a perfect budget, whatever, but if you don't execute it, it's no good. So we love focusing on the execution techniques, and Cassie offers several that are so helpful in executing your meal plan, creating a really sustainable meal plan, and saving money, reducing food waste, all of that stuff. And it's so, so good. Let's do it. Cassie, welcome to the Frugal Friends podcast. We're so excited to chill with you today. Thank you all so much for having me. Interviews are our favorites and talking about food is our favorite. So I mean, eating food is our favorite favorite, but is going to be the best. <laughs> yeah, this is the second best thing is to talk about food <laughs> with friends. So, and then here we are. So yeah, we already introduced you a little bit, but please tell us a little bit about Fed and Fit specifically. I would love to. So Fed and Fit, I started it it, this past summer. We celebrated 10 years. So 10 years ago as a personal blog and, you know, as so many personal blogs in their beginning days. It was just all about me and my journey and what I was learning. And that just blossomed over time. Eventually it wasn't just my mom and my dad reading it. And I I vividly remember the first time I had three people on the website in a day and I thought, someone I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It could have have been an aunt, who knows? But anyways, (laughs) It, it blossomed over time and I had readers ask great questions. I was sharing recipes as I had really uncovered a new stage of health and wellness in my life. Started feeling better than ever by way of fueling myself 
better than ever before and wanted to to develop recipes that supported that and then share those. And readers started asking great questions. And so I went back to become a nutrition, holistic nutritionist uh, so that I could help support them in that. And then my career has really just blossomed into this really fun tango, if you will, of just trying to solve problems for the fed and fit readers. And also as my life has blossomed, you know, I got married in that time frame. I had two kiddos soon to be a third in December. And it's just, you know, what getting dinner on the table used to be really not that big of a deal in my house, uh, has turned into a really big deal. And so it was a problem for me and I love to cook. I was like, why is this so difficult? Why is it so challenging night after night, day after day? And it turns out that was a common pain point for our readers. And so I wanted to solve that problem. And that's where we are today. That's an amazing thing about blogging. I mean, you've been doing it for a long time. 10 years is a long time to do anything, but especially Mm -hmm. as it relates to blogging. I was reading in the intro part of your book how, you know, when you began, you had to explain what a blog was to people. And like, yeah, that's like how OG you are. But also the nice thing about that is being able to grow with your readers and vice versa, that as you enter into new life stages, there's new things that you're discovering and how sometimes the problems change and the ways in which you find solutions change. So I couldn't imagine there'd be so many people who can relate to you on a variety of levels, right? What it was like to cook for one person, then two, then kids, and how does this all weave together? So really excited for your perspective on this. Oh, thank you. And I love your honesty in saying like even you love to cook and even with like a spouse and kids, it just became like really difficult. And like for the rest of us who may not love cooking, like that's a little sigh of relief and be like, oh, okay, I don't need to like change this part of my personhood to like succeed with it. I just need to learn a few shortcuts. And I know a lot of our listeners are like especially interested in, okay, how do I make this work also being healthy? Because sometimes in the paying off debt journey or trying to be frugal, we're told like, okay, just eat beans and rice, eat the cheapest things. But like, there are a lot of people who who can't do that, who because of dietary restrictions actually cannot do that. I had somebody the other day message me and be like, or maybe it was in, in Club BFF or something. And they were like, I, I want to eat healthy. I don't know how to lower my grocery budget. And I was like, well, maybe you maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to like either lower a, something else, like another category, or just like learn different techniques for repurposing or, or, or whatever. So I'm super excited for everything that our listeners are going to get from you today. So like as someone who places a high value on healthy eating, like how can we find that balance between eating healthy and keeping the grocery budget manageable? Mm-hmm. That is such a great question. And it's a bit of a passion project of mine is to try to crack that code in as many different areas and ways as possible. And also to acknowledge that, you know, you're not, I just, I just have to say, you're not doing it wrong, right? If you're not buying grass fed beef and pastured chicken, you know, and organic milk and all those things. Yes, that's ideal, but there's nothing wrong with the others. Like I put them in the good, better, best category. And so do like, it's still good. It's still Mm -hmm. dinner, you know, it's still (laughs) food. And so if you find yourself 
feeling like, uh, you know, you're not quite checking the box because you're not leaning into the most healthful or health forward options. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. I just wanted to say that. Um, yes. Yeah. In general, I really believe that. And also I think that, um, I just want to reduce as much pain or pain points in the kitchen as possible. So if you are looking though, to optimize and tweak can go a little bit at a little bit as you go, I think it's good to think about groceries in terms of number one, chasing the sales wherever possible. So they still do put organic produce on sale and we think about supply and demand and you walk into the grocery store and you know, when something's in season mean it's probably going to be more affordable to you. You're going to see a sale in the center aisle for Brussels sprouts. Let's just make something up. All right. Brussels sprouts are on sale and they're organic. Oh my gosh. And it says, has a little local sticker on it. And the reason why they're on sale is because the local farmers near you, they all, all the crops, if you've ever gardened anything, it seems like everything's available all at once. And you're thinking, goodness gracious, how am I going to eat all this okra? Or at least I have that thought in my house. (laughs) And so everything's available all at once. And so there's a lot of supply, not nearly the same amount of demand. It doesn't spike with it. And so they mark the prices down. And so I say stock up, chase those center aisle sales. Local to you is going to be also less expensive because the car, the, the price to get it to you was less, right? They didn't have to ship it in from Argentina. So that's one thing is to try to shop as local and in season as possible. Another sh- sale you can usually chase is in the protein section, whether you lean into uh, animal proteins or veggie-based proteins, you're typically going to have seasons of sales around there. So if grass-fed beef, for example, is the same price as conventional beef one day. It happens every once in a while, it'll happen. Stock up. And that's usually when I'm grabbing five to six pounds of ground beef at the grocery store. And then I freeze all that I know I don't need right away. Okay. So those are really great ways that you can give yourself a leg up. Another quick tip. I hope I'm not, this is not a runaway train. I get really passionate <laughs> yeah. about it. Okay. <laughs> um, another quick tip that I have for you is to think about nutrient density. This is, we're going to geek out. So bear with me. Nutrient density of what you're investing in. So for example, I would put, if you're, everyone is on a budget, whether they, or everyone's working within a budget, right? Mm -hmm. And regardless of what your number is, I always like to, when I look at what's on my list, prioritize between organic slash, you know, whatever the category is and conventional, which one can I get, right? Can I get away with conventional for this category? And which are the ones that I, if I can, if I've got room in my budget, I can splurge on the higher quality one. Fats are going to be the most nutrient dense thing on your plate. And so I'm talking butter, olive oil, ghee, avocado oil, coconut oil, those kinds of ingredients. It's one of those things because they're so nutrient dense and because they have, are just going to go a really long way. It makes a lot of sense to invest in a higher quality for that category. All right. Versus let me think of an example on the other end. You know, you have, there's the clean 15. Is it the clean 15 and dirty dozen? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we think about the clean 15, it means that 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 produce item isn't necessarily going to carry a huge toxic load if you get conventional. So get conventional for that item. 
um, an orange comes to mind, you know, something that has a thick skin that you're probably not going to eat is a good example of something where you can splurge or get conventional on another, my other favorite protein to talk about on splurging for a slightly higher quality because of nutrient density is an egg. Now I know when you're standing in front of the eggs section at the grocery store and you're looking at your options between conventional eggs and pasture raised and cage free and all that, you think when you're looking at the price difference between those two eggs, you might think, oh my gosh, the pastured eggs are three X the price of conventional eggs. And that's true, but it's still going to be the most affordable protein of all of the animal-based proteins out there. And so I would almost rather you spend the extra $3 a dozen on the pasture-raised eggs than even get the the grass-fed beef over conventional. Wow. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. I I just had no idea. (laughs) I just thought you either care about how they treat the chickens or you don't. I hadn't put the nutrient component to it. Yeah, the nutrients available in a pastured egg. If you, I wish I, I could, I could go get an egg for you, but it'd be quite a walk. <laughs> but I love to show the visual of when you're looking at an egg yolk is such a good example. Now there are ways that they can bioengineer feed for chickens. So like just to put that disclaimer out there, but generally, a pasture-raised egg or chicken is going to produce an egg where if you crack the egg in your hand or you put it on a plate, the yolk is going to sit upright more like a golf ball almost. It's going to have more integrity in those protein structures and it's going to be a deeper shade of orange or yellow. Whereas the conventional egg is going to be a little more flat, a little more pancake, less proteins really holding everything together and a little bit more washed out in color. Wow. Wow. And it's the protein content that keeps that like yolk rounder? Yes. Is that what that means? Yep. That's Chemistry. part of it. It all works together. The vitamins, Whoa. the minerals, the proteins, the fats. Then it's such, I'm such a fan of uh, a whole egg. I'm always going to lean in that direction, you know, to eat the whole thing because they're so nutrient dense, but that's just kind of how to, a different way to think about your, your shopping list, you know, whereas, um, some of the I don't know, conventional items, the crackers and the cookies, the things that you're buying in the center of the grocery store that are a luxury product, right? For really being honest, it's not a necessary product. Oh, although it's going to be nice to get, you know, maybe organic crackers. That's great if you've got room in your budget for that, but that's not something that I would say you're going to get a lot of nutrient bang for your buck. And so I would rather you spend that on the fresh mainstays. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. 
$45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. Delete.me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete.me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete.me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. Beautiful. That's a great, that's great. <sighs> and even still, I mean, I'm still stuck on this egg thing. <laughs> <laughs> Even with that, eggs are still very inexpensive considering yes. what you get per egg. It just looks more expensive because of the eggs that it's sitting next to and what mm-hmm. we've been conditioned to expect eggs to cost. But even still, you're getting a pretty good bang for your buck even when you're getting the more expensive, better, more nutrient-dense eggs. Amazing. Um, wow. Can I say one more thing about eggs? Let's, we're on it now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of egg, like eating eggs by themselves. But the other day, I whipped up an egg with a little bit of milk and a little bit of uh, shredded cheddar and put it in the waffle iron. And keto people have been doing this, so it's not like I um, found something new. But that egg was so fluffy and so (laughs) delicious and I was like, I like egg. If this is what <laughs> eggs can be, I like it. So if you're looking for a way to incorporate more whole eggs in your diet, try them in the waffle iron. Just all caution to the wind with you, Jen, huh? Like, <laughs> I don't even care how you're supposed to use this kitchen appliance. We're going to just throw some egg on it. I had made uh, waffles and I was like, okay, the waffle iron's already dirty. Let me put my egg on there. It was uh, life changing. So I'm here for it. That's all. That's all I have to say about eggs now. <laughs> there is so much more though that we could say. <laughs> We're gonna get so hijacked. But there's so many ways you can make them: hard boil them, poach them, fry them. There's more things. Anyhow, <laughs> put it in stuff. Eat it. Eat it as it is. I love it. I I love it so much. That's, it's oh, one of gonna, the most like, versatile things. You're like the guy from. Um, Forrest Gump with shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I don't want to move so quickly past all these other tips that you've given us. And it really is this beautiful Mm -hmm. blend of how we can eat well and within whatever our budget is, like to make that manageable where we're not just feeling this pressure to go organic with every single thing or to become somebody that we're just not if our priorities aren't exactly there. But if we do want to care for our bodies well, there are good things that we can be doing like 
what's in season? It doesn't matter what Pinterest told you looks good and you saved the image. Go with what's in season first and Mm -hmm. chopping the the produce and the meats first rather than all the other, I like the term, yeah, the luxury items. These Mm -hmm. are the ways that will help our budget and our bodies. Alliteration. Love. Uh, But also you've got a whole other concept here that I think is a tip in and of itself of how we can feed ourselves well on a budget. So you've got this whole thing called a dinner series. Can you describe for us what that is, how you go about it? Yes. So one of, when we're looking at what we're spending on groceries, probably the biggest leak in our entire budget system for groceries is going to be wasted food right? Yeah, at least that's the is. case. Maybe I'm, I, maybe I'm projecting this, but that's the case. You're not of- alone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's all well-intentioned, right? And there's, it's not, not, not to shame anybody again, but you know, we do our best, but we, a uh, recipe calls for a quarter of an onion. We chop up that quarter of the onion. We, with good intention, place the rest of it in a container in the crisper veggie drawer And then we forget about it until it's a sad, sad onion and we're throwing it away. And it's like, what did you actually spend on that onion just per tablespoon just went way up. And so I think that there's a, there's got to be a better way where we can, number one, I'll be honest, although the efficiency as it relates to my grocery budget was nice, it was not my primary goal. My primary goal to solving the dinner problem was how do I make this just easier on me because I was exhausted and I wanted to not, I wanted to not, I wanted to order also a luxury. I wanted to order takeout every night is because I was so exhausted. And so what I found is that if we weave ingredients from one meal together into the next, not only can we yes, save because we're using up that thing, we're using up that ingredient, but also we're saving on energy because we only have to cook something once and then repurpose it into several different meals. And so these, this dinner series, what you brought up, and this is um, how cook one center fix this new book is structured. It's 60 of these dinner series. So 120 complete meals and they're paired up so that let's say, for example, I just, I was just making one in the kitchen earlier today, but I have three pounds of shredded chicken. So I've, I walk you through how to cook chicken so that it's shredded afterwards. And again, this is one of those things, lean into the sales, go to the, uh, the butcher counter first and see what they've got. And if grass fed beef is on, or just beef is on sale, a pork shoulder is on sale, the chicken, whatever it is, grab that thing and then flip to that chapter. My hope is this is how it's going to be used. And then flip to that chapter in the book and say, okay, I've got a pork shoulder. What the heck do I do with it? And I walk you through. And so I take that pork shoulder, which is a lot of meat, And most folks, when they do get a pork shoulder or a pork butt, they think I'm going to be eating carnitas for the next seven days because we just think about one dish and then we just eat the leftovers. But there's a lot of food boredom that comes into play. And then by day three, you're over it and you want to throw it away anyways. Mm -hmm. And so that comes into that food waste. So I walk you through how to make that pork shoulder. And then once it's cooked, we divide up the cooked and shredded pork shoulder into two totally different meals. So maybe the first one are carnitas that we serve up crisp it. I was a Garcia. I feel really confident about the carnitas recipe. In that <laughs> book. Spent lots of three decades figuring that one out. <laughs> and then it's served up with fresh corn. And then the second meal is this sticky honey garlic 
pork that I serve over like a white rice. So a totally different dinner, totally different meal experience, but you're able to extend the use of that protein, uh, what you've invested in it in terms of time and money. I love it. I I am geeking out on this one, honestly, because I think this speaks to not only me, but my husband. I don't know that I've heard that term before, food boredom. I know it. I know it well, though. My husband <laughs> like will not do leftovers. Love him to death. He has so many other skills and qualities that are fantastic, but he will not eat leftovers, which has forced me to be creative. But then also it's so lovely to run into someone like yourself, Cassie, who's done the work already to say, all right, here we go. Here's what we can do with the meats so that we don't end up throwing this out and someone doesn't get bored with the thing that you spend all this time laboring in the kitchen for. Yeah. He's not the only one. Like I know other people that don't like don't Mm -hmm. eat leftovers. And so this is essentially kind of like a way to repurpose leftovers, but like intentionally. Yes. I have a a dear friend coined it really well. Her name is Michelle Tam. And she said, it's you made best overs. I was like, hi, you pithy genius. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is awesome. That's the, she's the, is she Nom Nom Paleo? Yes. Yeah. I love that website. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's so great. And like you said, it also saves energy as well. Like certainly it probably would be easy if we could be the type of people who just eat the same thing over and over again. Okay. That would be ideal, but you can still get that. Okay. Cook once a big, massive thing and then repurpose it in a couple of different ways. And so that's, I think like the best of both worlds where we're Mm -hmm. not putting in a ton of time and energy, but we are getting variety. Yes. That's my hope. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I like even will eat leftovers. I I think I have enough room in my life for like one day of leftovers. Beyond that, then yeah, I totally get it. The food boredom sets in. So this is definitely something that I will be incorporated because and it's I hate dishes, too. Mm -hmm. And so like the meaty parts of it of the meal take like all of the dishes and so this is like cutting out like a day's worth of dishes too which is my arch nemesis um so speaking of time saving um what are some of your favorite time saving tips in the kitchen because that's essentially really what helps people stick to their meal plan because they can like plan incorporate this dinner series into their meal plan but like how are we going to stick to it? I love that question. So a couple of my favorite tips are, oh, this one's a little wild. I'm going to give you the wild one first. So when you get home from the grocery store, you know, when you, you already probably have an idea of what meals you want to make in mind when you get home from the grocery store, it's top of mind, it's fresh. And in two days, when you're ready to make that chili that you're planning on making, you will have forgotten all the ingredients that go into it. It happens to me. And I write recipes and I'm like, what the, what does this call for again? And so I have to get out the book or pull up the website and go through the list and get all the ingredients out and then make the recipe going through the list. When you get home from the grocery store and you have all of your ingredients already out and it's top of mind of what goes with what is to store them in the refrigerator organized by meal. Ooh. 
bonus points makes it even better and even easier. And I say, y'all throw the, the can of beans that you're going to put into the chili, put that in the refrigerator with the rest of the ingredients you're going to put into it. So it's all together and it eliminates that time, the rummaging time to find all the things that you need. And it's going to make it so much more likely because when it's, when it's been a day, it's been a day and you're like, okay, it's 530 and I got, I got to start on this chili. I can't let that, you know, that beef that I bought go bad. And I really got to start on it. And you're thinking, I got to find everything. I can't remember what all goes in this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already there ready for you. So I, that's one of my favorite tips. Another tip I have is that it, you don't have to be a meal prepper. Sometimes when folks think meal prep, they think making seven different dishes, right. And stacked in your refrigerator and you grab them and you go. You can also meal prep by just doing little things to get you ahead, like chopping garlic and onion. So the next time a recipe calls for maybe a quarter of an onion, for example, and you already have your cutting board out, finish chopping up the rest of that onion and put it in a little mason jar and seal it. And then keep that chopped onion in your refrigerator and use it in the next five days because there's a really good chance that majority of the recipes you're going to cook call for garlic and or onion. And that way you can just take a spoonful of it, put it in your skillet and you don't have to get out the cutting board, another dish you're saving on. And that's already done for you. Same thing for the garlic, put it in a little mason jar, pre-mince your garlic versus again, a luxury item are things that are already prepped for you. So if you're looking to optimize your grocery list, that would be a really great saving is to do your own minced garlic. So things like that, I think really can save a lot of time. Beautiful, Cassie. It is It is wild. That first tip there, put the can into the fridge. Just unbridled, <laughs> unashamed. Tips. We are too much for Jill today. <laughs> too much. But it strikes me as something similar to your boxed meals. Is that the right term for it? Where you the get the kits. shipment of yeah, yes. all of the ingredients. Yes. You cook it yourself. Yeah. And there's something fun to that too. And I think it it seems easier because you've got all of the ingredients right there. You just pull out the bag and there's still chopping involved, but you've got all of the portions for it. So it's almost like doing that yourself. Yes. What if you got little clear containers, like four of them to put in your fridge, and that way you just pull out one of your containers and it has all of the ingredients in it. I want that for you. I really want that for you. Yes. (laughs) I want that for you. Don't spend a ton of money on the clear plastic. Yeah. That might just be a fad group. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Do the thing first and then make sure it'll work for you. But Yes. That is a beautiful Throw picture. your eggs on the waffle maker and put your canned goods in the fridge. You heard it <laughs> oh here first, goodness. folks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, that is awesome. Like I always, when I'm doing a recipe, I always like think about the is it mise en place or something mm-hmm. like everything out at the same time. But this is just taking that one step further and getting everything out ahead of time. Yes. So and it makes it I I think that that's also a motivating thing too. Mm -hmm. When you know you've got this and it's all set, it's kind of fun then. Yeah. We like fun. We do. Anything to make things more fun. And a, a clear plastic container can just like elevate that. It's like, oh I have my little meal kit, but I didn't pay for it. I made it. Yes. I love it. 
<laughs> and then your tips on the garlic and onion. Yes, I have done that before. I mean, I, I love garlic and onion. So usually when I chop it up, I just use it all, all at once. But when I don't, I put it away and it's like a little gift for myself later when I'm making something else. It's like, oh, onion, <gasps> it's already chopped. I'm going to get it out of the fridge and use it. Oh, yes. it's so beautiful when it works out. Oh my gosh. And our friend Gina, she doesn't even chop those things anymore. She just puts it through the food processor and just like, you know, blend it all up and, or not blend it, but like food process it, throw it in that glass container and you're done. Brilliant. Oh my God. Speaking of tips, Cassie, I mean, we've already got our money's worth out of you today. (laughs) Really? But (laughs) I mean, we still have more time. So here we go. You have a whole section on freezing food, which is amazing. I think a lot of us don't really know how to like optimize our freezers. But what do you feel is the most important thing that people should know or take away about freezing food? Oh, gosh. Lean on your freezer if you have the space. And if and if you have the space, but you're like, I don't know, I've got six two-thirds eaten ice cream cartons that are taking up the space, you know, maybe optimize the space a little bit so you have it because the freezer can be so powerful, such a powerful tool in saving time, money, and energy in the kitchen. And so, oh gosh, some of my favorite things to do, number one is to, yes, when you're shopping in season and you get those Brussels sprouts on sale or the the grass-fed beef is on sale, you have a place to put it and to stay organized if you can, right? So have a section for protein, a section for produce, things like that. Um, And then freeze and wash your produce so that's ready to go as well. Another tip I have for you is if you're going to freeze things like that, I say freeze them in containers that are actually what you need for a meal. So instead of washing and chopping all of your Brussels sprouts and putting them in a gallon-sized Ziploc bag, you probably don't need five pounds of Brussels sprouts at a time, and that's going to de-incentivize you to use it because what are you going to do with that big chunk of frozen Brussels? And so try to freeze them in containers that you know, I can just pop this out, put it on a sheet pan, and it can be part of supper tonight, right? So something very, very simple. And then my favorite tip for the freezer is to freeze your meals, your whole meals when you can. So if you are somebody who does not like leftovers, but you know that what you've just made is more than you need for tonight's dinner, then preemptively go ahead and before you just leave it out on the counter and serve it up for everybody, cut it in half and store that away in the freezer, label it, use it. I I recommend using frozen foods within five months use it up within five months. And then for reheating, some of the best foods that do well reheating wise are going to be soups, stews, casseroles, things that you can cook in the crock pot, anything where the ingredients kind of become one with one another, like a soup Mm -hmm. or a stew. Those are very freezer friendly. Things that are not very freezer friendly are going to be things when you think of like a grilled chicken breast with a grilled peach salsa, right? That's a very fresh, separate ingredient that's delicious because they're all separate. So things that are one, chili is a great freezer meal, really delicious casserole. So try to think about what you're making in your kitchen. If you're making an enchilada casserole like I just made today, I'm going to double the effort to make it because doubling this, what I'm making is not that much more time and energy on my part. Like we talked about the dishes are already dirty and then I'm going to put this in the freezer. And then for reheating all of that food, a huge section I have in the book, although I'll just tell you all the secrets now, 
is just to reheat the way that you cooked it the first time for optimal results. Okay, so for example, sweet potato fries. If you made sweet potato fries and you had too many of them and you wanted to, they don't last in our house. It was probably a terrible example, (laughs) but if you have too many of them and you want to freeze them for later, uh, then you would reheat them by putting them on a sheet pan in the oven, which is where you cooked them the first time, right? A chili or a soup, let it thaw enough the container so you can pop it into a pot, put a lid on it and let it come to temperature on the stove, a casserole, cook it in the oven. And so that's a question I get really commonly is, And of course, a microwave is always there for you in a pinch. It's going to be the fastest. But for the best texture, try to reheat where you cook something the first time. Beautiful. You are just a powerhouse (laughs) of tips. Just back to back right now. Jill is on this. I am. uh, Because I told you, I love interviews. I love food. I love talking about food, eating food. I really don't (laughs) like making food, but this is inspiring. Same. Yeah. That tip about not freezing all of your stuff together, that took me many years to realize that if I just throw it all into a bag because it's easy in the moment, I hardly ever utilize it or I thaw everything out and then I don't use everything and then I just throw it out because I feel weird about like Mm -hmm. refreezing it again. So having it in portions is golden. And then speaking of giving gifts to yourself, when you're able to put like half of your meal away later, like, yeah, you might not want back to back the same meal, but you know, you're going to have that meal again. And so now you've just like given yourself food for the days when you are just super busy and exhausted. Or sometimes I've used that for like giving meals to people, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody's always having a baby. So (laughs) dropping off food, it's a nice little gesture. (laughs) Plus you don't have to do all the work either. It's just like, this is already in my freezer. Mm -hmm. My husband's not going to eat it. (laughs) I actually think that's the best kind of gift to someone who's now had two kiddos is when someone brings you an already frozen casserole, it means eat this when you want versus, you know, it's hot. Do you yeah. want it now? It's hot now. Yes, it's hot now. And it's always yes. lasagna, just like yeah. always. Yes. So when you have your 13th lasagna, you can freeze it and have it in five months when you've recovered uh, yes. from all the lasagnas. But give it to people in a container you don't want back. I don't even mm-hmm. have kids. And I know that that's the nice thing to do. Yes. <laughs> I I am so glad your freezing section in your book is so robust because I, I love the freezer because sometimes it's hard to stick to the meal plan. And if I miss a meal, then if the stuff is already frozen, if I was using like frozen stuff in the meal plan, then that's very easy. I know that's not going to go bad. I can just use it next week or the week after. And I found that for me, freezing uh, separate ingredients I'm much more likely to use that than I am if a whole meal is frozen. Like if it's a, if I do like a curry or something, like an individual portion for like a lunch and I'm like, oh, I'll just, I can bring this for lunch one day that I don't have leftovers. There's 0% chance I will eat it. I And that is just like me. Other people do not have that problem. That is a me thing. But if it's a, you know, two pounds of carnitas, that are in the freezer, like, then I can do that for a completely separate dinner Mm -hmm. um, with fresh produce. And so like, I am obsessed with my freezer. I buy most of my produce frozen now. 
And like even if you get it organic, mm-hmm. the frozen is is cheaper. So you can buy like more, you know, organic produce. It's frozen. I I just love the freezer. I I love it there. Talk about nutrient density. Actually, that's a a myth I would love to bust. Is that frozen foods are inferior to fresh produce. And that's just not the case. Um, the reason why they are, they are harvested and frozen at peak harvest and freshness. Like you're actually probably getting more nutrients from your frozen produce than you would be from the produce section. I love hearing that. And you throw it in the oven and you roast it. It tastes the same. I've even, I've had listeners reach out to me on Instagram and be like, yeah, I roasted that frozen broccoli and you were right. It tastes the same. It's so good to hear you were right. Were they yelling it at you like you're yelling it now? Yeah. I imagine that, I mean, I only read it, but I imagine, yeah, that's how they were saying it. I've not had success with frozen Brussels sprouts. They always taste a little bit more mushy to me. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest. Other frozen veggies, absolutely. But Mm -hmm. Brussels sprouts, I've not had luck. Love it if someone had some tips for me on that one, but... Try your hand. Try your hand at very many veggies. Speaking of things that we love and are obsessed with. What speaks to me besides frozen veggies? (laughs) The The Bill of of the the Week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Nothing speaks to me like frozen veggies. But Cassie, (laughs) but Cassie, the second best thing, I'm sorry, this is the best thing. Frozen vegetables are the second best thing, is the bill of the week. And so we invite our listeners or our guests to share their bills with us every week. And we would love to hear yours. I would love to share it. So I, I was racking my brain on trying to share with pick, which one I want to share with y'all and I'll keep it food related. I wanted to share one with our girls. Maybe I'll, I don't know if there's time, um, but the food related one, my husband is his name is Austin and he's an incredibly budget conscious human. And I'm very grateful for that. However, he will eat Chipotle, not sponsored until like, there's zero food boredom there. The man will eat it all the time. And he's convinced that it is an like a very affordable option. And because I've been cooking and I've, I've been on a mission. My mother raised me to be like home cooked meals will always be vegetarily anything you're going to find out. And I've been trying to share this with him. And we recently went through a tracking experience or experiment because I've been cooking from cook one's dinner fix so much lately. When it comes to writing a book, I cook from it, or essentially I develop these recipes, make them four to five times, and then send it off to the publisher. And then about nine months to a year goes by, and then I get to start cooking from it again to be able to remember to talk about it and share some of my favorite recipes. And we've been doing that nonstop. And I've been able to show him line by line because we were, we were going through quarantine and everything. We were just 
eating out a lot more because we were home a lot more and exhausted a lot more and being able to show him how much we're saving by cooking these meals, even though I'm buying groceries three times a week in some cases, it's still a significant savings for our family. And so that's been really cool. I mean, it's nice to feel right in the case (laughs) of like a 10 year relationship. When you're chatting with somebody, but um, it was just so validating to just show that you really can serve because not nothing against Chipotle, we're still going to eat it at least once or twice this week. But, you know, just to show that there's so much power available if you've got the time and energy to cook from home. Yeah. And that, that is the thing. Time is valuable. And sometimes we do want convenience over spending the time that it would take to make the knockoff of that item or cooking something different. But it's really useful to hear your feedback that you actually were able to get so in, involved in the line by line items of a recipe to even know, because I think sometimes we're not fully aware. Like we know how much we bought the chicken for, but then we bought a bag of onions and we used a quarter of one onion. And we just don't typically get into the weeds of how much did this meal actually cost me? I think most of us can realize I'm able to spend less money cooking at home, but we don't always know what, what is the price per serving here? That's awesome. And then also little competition between you and your husband. So that's always fun. Yeah. Is there like a knockoff Chipotle in the book? Of course there is. Absolutely. Yes. It's oh my a, gosh, yes. The ground beef burrito bowls are in there, which is funny because I get chicken at Chipotle, but it's a ground beef <laughs> burrito bowl is in there. And we did. It was because of this exercise, y'all, that we I got with the team and we did the math. We figured out it's $4 a serving is the average dollar cost of a meal from Cook One's Dinner Fix. And then to just lean in a little further, that's going to fluctuate a little bit. I really wanted to give people some sort of a compass. And so, you know, when you look on Yelp, they have dollar signs for restaurants. It's like when a $1 sign or a $3 sign restaurant, I wanted to give people a little bit of a guide. And so every single dinner series also has that on all of them. And so it'll show you if it's a $1 sign dinner series, one $4 one in the entire book. And it's, it's a seafood one. So just, you know, you can tackle it if you were ready for a special occasion, Mm. but most of them are one and $2 signs. And so I just, just to give people a little idea of what it, where is this going to land me? Oh man, I love it. You are just speaking all the way into our hearts, souls, and minds today. And and what a great thing. Like if you want to try one of the $3 signs, like you just pair it with a $1 sign and you don't have to feel like guilty about trying the $3 sign or the $4 sign one. Yep. Like treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself and then balance it with a $1 sign. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That. What a good bill, Cassie. Thanks so much for sharing that. If anyone listening has a bill that you all want to share, whether it relates to a competition you had with your partner, mm. a realization you had, a bill you paid off, a bill, I don't know, any anything about Bill, you 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 know we're vague about Someone it. Someone named Bill that you're in a feud with and you'd love to prove wrong, <laughs> but kindly. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Bill. We'll listen to it. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. 
and now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com slash special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. Yes. And now it's time for the lightning round. round. Mm. We really let you warm up before we show you our true colors, Cassie. (laughs) I am so excited. (laughs) So this is uh, the part of the show where we just get a little vulnerable with what we're doing with our food. And so we are all going to (laughs) share, we're all going to share our latest like leftover repurposing or best over repurposing. It could be most recent or just like most proud of. So Cassie, Mm -hmm. as our guest of honor, please go first. I would love to. I'm going to, I'm going to lean in to, uh, well, I'm cheating. I have a book of ideas and examples. I, yeah, <laughs> so you're going to have up. the best one, but <laughs> we like to embarrass ourselves with how like mediocre ours are. Okay. After I just you go. It's intentional. Knowledge I'm cheating. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in one of my favorite things to do, and it makes me feel very clever in the kitchen is I will take, if you've ever cooked a brisket, a brisket before it's a big cut of beef. And, um, depending on where you are in the country, they might be, it might be a little tricky talking to your butcher about (laughs) explaining what a brisket is in Texas. It's very straightforward. Anyway, so we take a brisket, cook it up for meal. Number one, make it really delicious and beautiful. Serve it with some sides, like a polenta and a slaw. Yum. Great meal. And then the rest of the brisket, if you don't just want to have like barbecue style leftovers again, thinly slice it, pan sear it until it's a little bit crispy, and then make a sticky kind of Asian dark sauce. I do this Mongolian beef style brisket with this already cooked brisket. It's crisp and I serve it over fluffy white rice. And it is, my husband will see me serve the barbecue style brisket on one night. And he's like, does this mean we get Mongolian beef later this week? Oh gosh. Are you looking to adopt? I know there's a third child on the way, but what's one more adult child? I would take it. 
Oh, I'm practically drooling. I think I am like a little bit. That sounds so good. It sounds so unattainable for me. I'm not going to lie. Mongolian beef balls. I just don't know, but it sounds so lovely. You can do it, Joe. I, I believe you. I'll give you the recipe. I'll send it to you and I'll walk you through it. Well, it's oh, in the book, right? We have, we have the book. You've got the book. Yes, I, that's right. I want to try that. But I like hand-holding, too. <laughs> Call me. You just let me know. Yeah. I just <laughs> don't know how to do it. Maybe you it's should send time. me some. I mean it. Let me know. <laughs> All right, Jen. What you got for us? So I did this. I mean, full disclosure, I write the outline. So, like, I knew what the question was. And so I did this. <laughs> you were already <laughs> proud of yourself. So you're like, how can I weave this into the podcast so yeah. I can brag? So... Cassie, you may be cheating a little, but <laughs> I'm outright like cheating this. Um, no, but so I use Cook Smarts as like my meal planning app because like I have zero mental energy for this at, in my current season. And they had a um, something like this. So the first day was like this Asian pork sandwich with this like hoisin mayo. And pickles. And so we had that. And so I, I had a big pork loin and I cut it in half and I used half for the sandwich. And then the other half I cut up into little chunks and made like a pork fried rice. And I was like, this is a, I mean, this slab of meat was like very affordable because I bought it so big. And I used it in like two places and used it all up. Brilliant. And I loved it. And Cassie approves. I love Good it. Good job, Jen. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't come up with it, but like I was so proud that I executed it because that deserves just as much praise as like planning it and intending to. I agree. It. Yeah. <laughs> Eric makes fun of me because that's my husband. He's allowed to make fun of me. It's all right. <laughs> I have like this one go-to. That's the thing. I'll do something once and I'll be so proud that like, look at how creative I was. And then and then that's just, that's what I do. That's how I repurpose <laughs> things. My classic, I'm just going to say this because it's funny and you've probably heard me describe it before, but then I do have another one for you. Classic for me is getting a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> eating the rotisserie chicken. I don't even make it, mind you. I just like went to the store and got a rotisserie chicken that's like already heated up and ready to go. And then I pull apart the leftover chicken and I make chicken salad. And we have chicken salad sandwiches the next day. Oh, Eric gives me such a hard time for that whenever we're wondering, what, what should we do for dinner? He's like, maybe we should go get a rotisserie chicken. And then... Tomorrow we have to make chicken salad with the Stop leftovers. Stop it, Eric. It's such a good idea. Chicken salad's so good. And you know what? I stopped buying the cooked chickens because I know it's just going to become chicken salad. So I will reheat the portion I'm going to eat tonight. And the, the cold one is cheaper. Yeah. So, I mean, But I don't even know if that counts because I didn't even make the rotisserie chicken. All I do is like pull it apart off the bone and I think I'm like Little House on the Prairie with that. I think. What do you think, Cassie? I think Tell it counts. Me. I'm sorry. Okay. I was going to say it totally counts. Yay. I Y'all, I was going to do shredded chicken the, yesterday and I bought rotisserie chickens for it yes. instead of cooking it from scratch. And I still feel like I made dinner. Yeah, I mean, because it's not it's did. not that 
it's like five bucks for a rotisserie chicken. I don't, I don't know where they're getting the chickens from. I don't know how it's so inexpensive. I don't really where ask are you questions. Getting your chickens. Anyhow, something I also did recently was just a whole pan, a sheet pan full of just tons of veggies that I roasted. And I used it as a side dish one day. Then I used it for omelets because omelets don't just have to be for breakfast. They can be for dinner. Use the roasted veggies in an omelet and then get this third thing, veggie wrap the next day. Oh, yeah. I just got real into using these veggies. I you have this throw like that balsamic. veggie wrap on your waffle iron. <laughs> I, I made like a balsamic glaze. Ooh, there you go, Jen. If I want to be real wild and Everything's unbridled. going on the waffle iron from now on. <laughs> so I was so proud of myself change. that week. Like side dish, omelet, yeah. veggie wrap. My husband hardly knew anything different. He was like, this is a totally <laughs> different meal. I'm like, yeah, He didn't. No, anything. <laughs> but he, but also he's like, I'd rather have French fries and mac and cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're welcome. You're not dead yet that I'm feeding you veggies. That's so, so kind of <laughs> you to do that, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> to preserve his life yes. with vegetables. I tell him that often. I'm like, I don't know what would happen to you without me feeding you veggies. <laughs> it's not manipulative at all no he loves it he's fine Cassie thank you so much for hanging out with us and sharing all of these tips because they are all like great money savers but I also want to emphasize like you are a nutritionist so like your recipes are also healthy so like I mean I think everyone should check you out where can people get more from you Oh, thank you. Well, Cook Once Dinner Fix, it's available really everywhere books are sold. And then I live on the World Wide Web. I should stop saying that. I think it's funny, though. <laughs> I live on the internet. I live on, thank you. I live on the, that's my upgrade. I live on the internet uh, over at fedandfit.com is our website. There's nearing 1,200 free recipes for y'all there. Um, and then I'm most active on fed and fit Instagram is the account handle. I'm doing lots of demos right now of the dinner series concept, a lot of them. And so if you want to click through and just visually get an idea of what this looks like, that should be helpful. Lovely. And you do have such beautiful images to coincide your food, which is another amazing motivator. Like, Ooh, yes. I want my table to look like that. Yeah. I want to eat those things. You are a professional. So this is nice. This is nice. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming to hang out with us. And uh, I am very excited to make some of these one and two and four star, star, dollar five, sign. five star, two dollar sign dinner series. <laughs> thank y'all so much for having me. Thanks, Cassie. Well, that was a lot of gasping and a lot of hand motions. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see all of our reactions. A lot of you probably heard them. Jaw-dropping moments. Yeah. That was just phenomenal. I, I yeah. really, I mean, some people really get to me. I've loved all of our interviews and some of them are just like next level. Yeah, we're super honored to like, connect with Cassie. It was you guys who connected us. P.S. 
she put out a call on Instagram of like what podcasts uh, her people are listening to. And one of you tagged us and that's how she reached out to us. So if you have any other podcasts that you love that you want to see us, you know, bring on or be on or something, definitely use Instagram and and tag us because that's how we were able to get Cassie on the show to bring you all of these nuggets. So thanks so much for listening. We also want to thank you for your kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher like this one. It just happens to be five stars uh, from Life of a Bay Area Fan. It's titled Great Way to Learn Basics. I don't remember how I heard or found the podcast, but I'm so happy I did. They put everything they talk about in simple terms that are easy to understand and are a great way to see that what works for you might not be what others are doing and that you can make it your own for what you need in the moment. I love that it's an easygoing podcast yet serious at the same time, showing you can have fun on the journey. Beautiful summary. Serious sometimes, fun other times, just a solid blend. I love it. Some people only like serious, and we're not for them. No, not it. Sometimes people only like fun, and we're not for them either. You know, Mm -hmm. we're just, we'll meet you in the middle. The radical middle. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we add you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we give away a copy of the Frugal Friends workbook, which is an awesome workbook. Do it with Mm -hmm. a buddy. Do it by yourself. And leaving us reviews is one way of getting at that workbook for free. Yes. So keep leaving us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher and sending the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to tag us on social. We do see it. And if you're still listening to this, you definitely need to go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash training and grab a seat to hang out with us on October 17th to speed up your financial goal. Get it. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. So, what are you making for dinner tonight? Have you been inspired to immediately implement Cassie's tips? Or are you mm. going to implement next week? Probably next week because I already did my grocery shopping for the week. Uh, I don't actually remember what I'm making for dinner tonight. What are you making? Well, I was going to pull out, I had made, this is, <laughs> I actually already did one of Cassie's tips unknowingly. I made <laughs> stuffed peppers last week and just made a ton of them. And so I froze half of it. So I was thinking mm. I could pull out the part that I froze, the other half that I froze yes. and make it with Maduro's. Ooh, we've been mm. loving us some Maduro's, which is you basically fried plantains. It'd be a good combo. However, my brother's in town and Eric might want to go out with him for dinner. Mm. So well, there's flexibility over. because of that. It could stay in the freezer for another day. I'm not wasting food by doing that. And we might just have a night out. I'm uncertain. Well, you, you call me if you need to cook something. If you really need to cook something. <laughs> I don't ever foresee that happening, <laughs> this need to cook. But 
I know who to call. Okay. Thank you. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.